Hello and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for co-op board game news, reviews, and playthroughs. This week, Peter and Terrence, the cooperative card gamers, are going to tell you about a game they've been playing. Hey everybody, and welcome to the first episode of what I am calling the Cooperative Card Gamers. And this is going to be Terrence and I talking, usually after we do one of our normal Friday live streams on the One Stop Co-op Shop stream channel. I will say this episode is going to be a lot less edited than most of our other episodes. Let me know what you think of this format, because we're thinking about putting this out every month, once a month, as one of our normal Sunday episodes. So you'll still get Mike and I twice a month. You'll also be getting Terrence and I once a month and Jason once a month on a Sunday. So let me know what you all think and enjoy the content. And Arkham too. You you like Arkham as well, right? Yeah, it is easily my least favorite because it's the least card gamey uh, sure. for me. But yes, I like Arkham. I, I have it all. I collect it. Um, I mean, we could do my favorite cycle. Although I haven't played any of the newer ones. Have you played through all of them? I have not played through all of them, but... I mean, um, you could certainly play through one you haven't played through as well. Like, I haven't, I definitely haven't done Scarlet Keys, but I've heard that is in... It definitely stretches, I think. It probably would not be the first one I would recommend if people are joining Arkham for the first time for us. My uh, favorite's Carcosa. But, to be fair, I've only played, like, the first four cycles or something like that. But Carcosa was by far my favorite because I love those hidden cards that are in your hand that like make you do weird stuff. So we wouldn't be able to look at each other's hands. But yeah, no, I think that might be kind of fun. For me, that was my favorite. Do you have a favorite campaign? I actually I feel like it's controversial. I I did enjoy Forgotten Age just because thematically I thought the tomb raiding kind of stuff like Indiana Jones style was kind of neat. But I also have good memories because Colin left me in a pit. And didn't oh. rescue me. <laughs> uh, but I also hated it at the same time because it, it's the one that has where you have to like pull the like this card out from your collection and they don't tell you what set it's from. It's like in that cycle. Uh, they're like, like, yeah. here's the name of this thing. Like, I like, please pull this out. And you and we I remember when I was playing that with Colin, like I had a Google, like, what is the like what? It, like, you know, because we play like once a month, right? Like right. one time a month. And so it's not like a fresh thing where I'm like, oh yeah, obviously that card, you know? <laughs> right. So every time I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm like what is this thing? So I thought that was kind of annoying, but. And that one doesn't scale as much time-wise per player, does it? Or does that one scale as well? I think it does. It's, it, it I mean, obviously like the scenarios, it varies kind of how that works, but I definitely think solo is extra rough on some of those scenarios. Ooh, I thought of a name. Co-op card games? Co-op card games. CCGs. CCGs. Nice. <laughs> co-op card games, co-op card gamers for our uh, discussion. Now that opens the door for more stuff like Mar- Marvel Legendary and stuff like that as well. And we'll see if we ever go that route. Um, I know you want to do more constructible type stuff. I, I, I just think it's an interesting space just because one, there actually aren't that many games. I feel like once you just go into card game, co-op card games as a whole, like it's just such an open window and leans a lot more into just like the board gaming crowd. Yep. Which may like, there's nothing wrong with that, like fantastic games in that space. And I own a bunch of them and enjoy them. But I just think there's plenty of stuff kind of there. And it would feel weird to do legendary when you have Steve. Oh no, (laughs) I would never, I I probably would never do legendary. Although I love legendary encounters alien. Have you ever played that one? No. Oh, see, stuff like that would be fun to do. 
Are you a fan of the alien like property at all? I'm not Barrett. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I loved Aliens, the second movie, way better than the first one. But I think they do such a good job with the thematicness. And I actually think you'd like Legendary Encounters Alien. So yeah, I'm going to leave it open to that as well. Because I would love to introduce you to some of these games, too. So of the Legendary Encounters, that one... I, I Predator, but that one's definitely not PG. Because they definitely do some quotes from the movie that are not PG. Not, not PG. Yeah, I, I guess my preference for the constructed things, I I think it's fun to have the meta stuff to talk about things and sure. have those post discussions be able to come back to it. I think there is not a lot of con like, I, I think like in general, like board game content tends to be very cursory. Like you, you go to a game once and you kind of don't come back unless it's like, sure, this is the channel for this game. And that is all we talk about. Well, um, but for example, like if a new Keyforge set comes out with a new co-op expansion to it, right? I mean, I would want to play that and show it off. And I know you haven't played any of the other Keyforge stuff, have you? No, I haven't played any Keyforge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Keyforge is one of my favorite games, so I think it fits in. Are you, are you bringing it to the con? Do you want me to? I have so much Keyforge stuff. Absolutely. I, I mean, it. I assume you wouldn't bring all of it. No, no, no. I mean, like, you just bring, you bring like a few decks. decks. Yeah. You bring a few decks and, and the adventure stuff, right? Well, and well, so if they might be selling it there. Because the same person that owns Games Center is also the same person that produces Keyforge now and produces the solo co-op stuff. Because I don't have the official printed stuff. I just have the print and play stuff that they gave out for free. Now, uh, you might be able it. to buy it online That's- and pick it up there as well. That could also be an option. Yeah. So I could see. I could see what's going on when we go there. Because I certainly have probably one of the most viewed videos for it because I... The day it came out, I uploaded it to Tabletop Simulator and played against it with some of my decks. So I do have Keyforge Adventures playthroughs on this streaming channel. Yeah. So I don't know. CCGers. <laughs> Cooperative yeah. card gamers. Yeah. I, I guess for me, like, I, I kind of want to avoid the like uh, Sentinels and Aeon Zen esque stuff. Sure. I just feel there's that stuff's like so covered and other things, right? Like, and we um, cover whatever we want. Haven't you realized that about this channel? I mean, Mike's the only one that just covers everything. Like, I won't cover anything if I don't like it. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Like, I, I don't think, like, I'm not like, oh, there's whatever people's opinions on are those games, but there's like, you know, I'm not like trying to put those games down. Yeah, no, but here's uh, the thing. I'm not saying that I don't play games I don't like, and we review plenty of games I don't like. What I'm saying is, because I play games so many times before we actually review it, if I play it once or twice and I'm not into it, I usually won't keep playing it enough times to do a review for it. So it's it's more of a respect for my own time thing. Because right now, like I'm playing a ton of Ashes Reborn, right? Because I want to play through every hero Mike has. Does I'm not... He only has 14 out of the 29 total or something. Only. (laughs) 
right? I mean, there's like 20, 29 in total, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he has a lot. And I, I, don't, um, I don't even, at this point, I've given up on playing every hero. At this point, my goal is to play through every set of dice, at least, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, the aspect, yeah. The, yeah, so there are different aspect dice, just like in, in Marvel Champions, there's different aspects. There's different aspect dice there as well. And I just played through the horse ones today with a champion. That was pretty fun. Are you are you are you in the campaign or are you just doing one offs? I'm doing one offs just because I want to experience every hero, and then I figure once I figure find a hero I like, I'm going to do the campaign ones. I actually like the horse hero a lot, although I feel like maybe a couple of those cards are broken. The I mean, one they definitely didn't don't rebalance them for PBA. That's for sure. Well, yes, because she is the one cards that are like star attack three health that are horses. They're like steeds or something. Is that Odette? No, it's something Steed. Uh, I, I no, have is the Phoenix. Is the Phoenix born Odette? Oh, I don't know. Don't even remember the name of the hero. <laughs> Come on, I didn't even pay attention to that. Uh, let's see. I can. I, I sent picture uh, Mike a picture of my end game. Yeah. So the it's the Squall Stallion is the card. But basically, the way the card works is you you have a hand of five cards every turn. If you as a like minor action, you can discard a card from your hand to add a counter to every one of your steeds, and you can have up to two in play, basically giving them uh, plus one attack. This- so anyway, I had like six counters on one of these things, so it's attacking for six damage each turn, which is a lot in this game. And then I had somebody I mean, that could unexhaust just, them just- also, and then do it again. And this is like the precon deck. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, have you played Mayoni Viper yet? I don't think so. The snake lady? I have not, no. So you recommend her next? No, I mean, if you just like big attack things, uh, her signature card is summon Silver Snake, and the Silver Snake is a zero attack. But every time a unit, enemy unit gets destroyed, it get it, it gets one counter. Oh, okay. And then, you, and then it has cards that also just put counters, status counters on other cards. So you can put, there's a ready spell that you can just put in play and then you use it every turn to then like put counters on it. So you're just like buffing the snake and then like, you know, during the course of the game, what do you do? You literally are destroying chimera units, right? So every unit you're destroying buffs the snake and then her like side action on her Phoenix born is like choose an unexhausting unit and deal its attack to something. Yeah. So let's bring so this back see- to Marvel Champions real quick. And then I want to actually sure. try to wrap up early tonight. So there are two games that just came out. Sky Terror Horde and take anything that you're not supposed to know away <laughs> for Sky Terror Horde. Uh, we could talk about that off offline. Uh, I don't know really anything besides what's been released. Yeah. So Sky Terror Horde or Ashes Reborn. And then the the solo expansion Red Rains. for that Red Rains expansion. I, I think Red Rains is the like PVE mode is called Red Rains, and then Corpse of Veros is the name of the this particular expansion. So, kinda- for a Marvel Champions player, do you feel yeah. like either of those are better for a Marvel Champions player? Do you think they're better in different ways? Like if if they were like, I love Marvel Champions, but I want something a little different. Do you have one recommendation, another, or neither of those games? They're definitely different. I, I think I think um, Sky Terror Horde probably feels the most at home 
in the sense that it, I think it just follows general card mechanics that you're used to from card games the most. Yep. And I think Ashes is going to be a lot more brain burning uh, because of how the turn structures work, if that makes sense. But um, it's back and forth you, more. Yeah, it's back and forth. But, you know, like it's funny because you do get the like per round you get you don't top deck, you get the full card hand, which I think you're you, you're used to from champions. Right. So right. Like, that feels good. But the fact that sequencing matters so much more like, you know, like in our games, right, I, I like will say, oh, if you did this thing first, it's like easy to retcon. Right. But in Ashes, because you're only allowed one main action, one side action. Yep. That could be like two turns later, right? So you can't you can't really like roll back time and kind of sequencing cards. And so it feels like chess a little bit where like you push the clock down. Like when you're done with your turn, you're committed, right? Like yeah. you've kind of committed in that way. And um Except at the I end think of it, the round when the enemy's out of action. Yeah, yeah. Then you um, just do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have yeah, to make sure you're doing AI's always passing for every side action. That's the only stipulation. Well, you, I mean, you can pass, uh, but they do get a red rain token for it. But um, I, I think the brain burning puzzle is very different. So if you're looking for, I think, something that is may, maybe not exactly like champions, but is a deep card card game, I think Ashes is probably the better of the two as far as like how deep that brain burning puzzle is. Whereas I think like Sky Terror has something that's a little more, I think, like at home to people who play champions, um, even though it is a like tower defense, six lane kind of thing. Uh, I think the card mechanics will probably come a little more naturally. Uh, well, the other, uh, so for me, it boils down to I actually feel like Sky Terror Horde feels a lot like Marvel Champions to me because you're trying to kill a boss before they do one of two things to you, which is either defeat your hero or run your deck out. So I, I kind of feel like that same time pressure to like fight the boss, defeat the boss. Do I deal with the minions this turn? Do I deal with the boss? Um, no, there's a lot of different things. You're getting men each turn and you're paying for cards in your hand. You reuse only playing one or two cards a turn. You're definitely not drawing up. And in fact, the only way to draw cards is by defeating minions in that game. So there's a lot of differences, but at the end of the day, it's still defeat the boss twice right <laughs> they even have that same like you defeat it once another form comes out and you have to defeat it again but the the thing the reason to play that over marvel champions would be for me it feels like a much faster game games are like 30 40 minutes even co-op games i feel like whereas obviously you're not doing that for marvel champions unless you're playing like rhino standard or whatever now the negatives are the deck building isn't there yet Certainly for deck builders like Terrence, I, I think that you're not going to get as much out of it. You can deck build, but there's just a, such a limited card pool. Now, we know they're coming to Kickstarter again soon, so that should expand. I believe know, they've committed to May. Yeah. Well, and I know they're working on some things, so I don't know if they're going to still hit that date because um, they're still working on... I mean, they, they just posted an update this week that said May. So oh, okay. it's a very recent... It's a very recent, like, I feel like... <laughs> As you've been talking to them, if they didn't feel confident about May, at least for today, they wouldn't have posted a date, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, there'll be May or, or thereabouts, I would guess, because what they're going to have to yeah, they, do I, is not that big a deal. Basically, they've made more content than they're going to release all at once, I'm guessing. So it'll it'll probably be either a, a lot of options. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a Kickstarter, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, they, so they also could have, have a lot of everything. different expansions in one. They could just do that or maybe they break it up where they don't release it all right away. I, yeah, I, I think know. they've said May 2nd, though, for like when they're announcing like when they're doing their Kickstarter. So yeah, so there will be more content, more options, more deck building, that kind of thing. I still don't know that it'll ever be as robust as something like ashes or something like Marvel champions. Now, what I will say is for people who want the more deck building side, ashes is still a pretty quick game, even multiplayer. It's not as quick as sky terror horde, but it's still pretty quick. Even yeah, my games are usually like three, four rounds. No, I mean, number of rounds is is definitely short. So, I mean, I guess to some degree, maybe it is even shorter. I I don't think it's shorter than Sky Terror, but, you know, it is four rounds. I think my Sky Terror rounds are faster, but they are probably in the five, six range. But I would say I can crank games out in 20 to 40 minutes, uh, give or take, depending on the setup and the draw. Like on the construction side, I do think Sky Terror, independent of the card pool, is just more limited definitely compared to ashes and even champions like one of the i wouldn't say cons one of the things you have to lean into is just sky terror is just a lot more rng so i think you have to kind of like that be okay with that right like i think in champions and what you, you mean expect is luck based, to right <laughs> well just rng of like what you draw yeah. uh like it's not even luck like you get bad cards or whatever right it's just like rng like within your own deck like you're not it, it goes back to the games where you're not guaranteed to see stuff that you're putting in yeah. in deck construction. And so like sky tier has a lot of card has rarity levels of like one copy, two copies, three copies of a card sure. or three yep. is the most right. It, you can't build a deck around like a one X copy of a card because you may never see it and make it pillage. Yada, yada. Right. So it is more of like, there's a lot more variance every time you play a single deck. So sure. I feel I like yellow, a lot of games if- that, I feel like yellow deals with that. Like if you don't like that, yellow has a way to put cards back in its deck. It's like, oh, this. But you still may not see it, right? Sure, of course. Yeah, you're not you're not drawing a lot of cards. You you probably only go through half probably in the course of a game. Usually at most, I think, just for how well. I mean, depends how pillaged. Like I've certainly lost to pillaging in Sky Terror before. I just mean like the cards you're playing and stuff. Like you, you probably only actually like see that is actually actionable. Like. A third to half your deck, I would imagine. Skytor Horde definitely like has saying, better like, variety. I feel like in enemies because not only the enemy, but they each have their own like minion set, which is similar to modular here, except it's like the whole thing you play. Like the the enemies themselves don't have their own deck of cards, so I, I feel like there's more variety in enemies. Certainly because there's only one villain released so far for Ashes. And I know you say there's more deck building, and I mean, you're certainly more of an expert than I am at it, but I don't know. With Ashes, I still don't know that I feel like the cards are all that interesting for me. I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Like I said, that's why I'm playing through multiple heroes. But it kind of feels like you're going to put a spell book down, you're going to be summoning some stuff, and you're going to have some cards that, like, buff them up or do whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not super impressed by the variety, even though there's a lot of cards. It's not as bad as something like Aeon's End, where the cards just all seem kind of the same. But there's a lot of similarities with the cards. 
I, I mean, they all have a little. I mean, here, I mean, conjurations are just a type are just a type in the 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 game, though. Sure. I mean, it, uh, Ash is a dueling game, so I think the kind of cards you're going to get are very much of the playstyle that you're not going to see in a Champions uh, necessarily. Like, sure, there's like you, you have the typical like Magic the Gathering type of strategies. Like, you can build a deck that's around milling the enemy deck, right? That's just not a. That's actually like bad for you in this game. Like, you don't want to mill the encounter deck, right? But like, no, that's a strategy in that. No, you can yeah, you can fatigue them. them. That's actually good for you. Although it's, I've never even gotten through their deck once, let alone twice. I think that would be. Well, I mean, the, it's only eighteen <laughs> cards, so like it actually isn't that many. But I'm just saying, like that's just not a strategy you see in champions, right? Like you don't actually want to sure burn through the encounter deck because it's bad for you, right? Um, and so yes. I think like Unless I think you just haven't seen enough. She does. That. You probably just <laughs> haven't seen enough of the card pool. But like, I do think you know at the end of the day, like. It's like champions, right? Like there's a certain set of things you're trying to do and there's like variations around how you get there um, and how you play it is different. But I guess for me, there's I, not as many knobs because it's more like attack, defense, life, whatever. Now I get that there's like growth cards and stuff like that. And look, Magic's done a great job over the years with just having cards that basically do damage. I feel like it's comparable to that, but I almost find it less. Like, I don't know. I don't love the dice mechanic. Frasher's Reborn either. I mean, I play it a lot, so it's not like I don't like the game, but there are definitely things I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's fine, but... I I mean, I I guess where the construction's super interesting to me is that you can pick... It's like wide open beside the signature set. You can pick actually... Anything. You don't even have to put your signature cards in. Like, they're actually optional. So you have a 30-card deck. You have signature cards that are specific to your Phoenix Born that you can't include. You can pick any 10 dice in any composition you want. So it actually is a lot more like Lord of the Rings where it's just like, you don't have to be able to pay for that thing. You just have to be able to cheat it into play somehow. Like you can include it in, you can include dead cards in your deck, right? Like you don't have to be able to play it. Um, And then you can also even include dice just for their abilities. Yeah. yeah. uh, Which is really neat and interesting because it allows you to kind of, because I think the dice are actually like you said, you don't like them as much, but I think they're a really neat part of the game that they do give you these abilities. Like, like you may not want to spend a dice because you want the ability or vice versa or whatever. And you have to like make these hard choices sometimes because I, I think what's interesting about that game for me is that dice are almost more important than cards in your hand. Like I'm almost more one to like burn cards in my hand because I tend to go through my dice much okay. faster just because the abilities are actually really strong, right? Like nature ones just paying a damage. And being able to do a damage to anything on the board is actually a really strong ability in Red Reigns. And so, like, sometimes you're up by one to, like, take out that unit or whatever. And so having that at your, like, fingertips is, like, really interesting. But, like, maybe you have, there's, like, that wolf one that allows you to basically bring an ally from your discard back in your hand at the cost of one damage. Um, So you can basically, like, cycle allies back into your hand. And so that, like, can change, you know, like, how you're playing stuff. So I, I don't know I, I do think there's like a lots of strategies in that game. Sure. But I mean, we have to remember, like, it's a four turn game. And most of what you're trying to do is get allies on the board to attack them. And and every deck's going to do it in a different way. And every deck's going to have different kind of allies and stuff. But like at the end of the day, I mean, I guess you could simplify everything that way. I just feel like with champions, like the, the decision between thwarting and attacking is interesting. Like there's there, there's no second path, right? There's no second thing you're worried about. 
Whereas, like, even Sky Terror Horde has the minions that, like, mill through your deck. And, like, you could lose in that way or you could lose in the other way. I mean, I, I feel like seven maybe or eight games. Like, but do you not agree then? If somebody's played seven or eight games, I, I, they should have played enough by now? I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, that? just from what you're saying, it sounds like no. Like, there's a whole milling pre con, right? Where, like, the whole point of the thing is to survive long enough to mill the Chimera's deck. And then you, you're basically forcing them to draw a card so they take damage. Like, that is not about attacking. Like, yes, you put units on the board, but, like, they're basically guard units to, like, keep you alive. Like, you are not trying to, like, get big ally units to basically bust them down. But if you're not um, killing their stuff, they're not going through their deck. You're, you're forcing them to draw. You're forcing the Chimera to draw. Like, to that is what... or whatever, yeah. But then they're yeah, getting so you're like, like a million red rain tokens every turn, and you're just going to freaking get blown up that way if you're not killing the units on the board. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole point is to stall and survive, right? Like, that is, yeah. that is, well, that's the pre con. Obviously, like, you can change the deck and stuff. You can put status stuff on the Chimera. You can exhaust it. You can exhaust their stuff. Is uh, there a way to break those cards back into the pre cons? Like, is there a way to know? Like, do they give you a list of what's in them? Because, like, no, I, I looked, I, I looked them up online. Okay, because I'm just like, like terrified to break up Mike's stuff because I don't even. So like I don't even yeah, know the, that I'll ever there, make a deck there because it's like there, there's a there's a, a deck builder that's pretty good, um, and basically they have a thing where you can flick the radio button and it'll show you all the pre-constructed decks. Gotcha. So then you can pick if you do that by the like Phoenix Born, you will get the one list that is their pre-constructed deck. Gotcha. So you can get all the cards together. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to binder all my cards now, so. I'm doing it by pre-con, essentially. Yeah. So. I'm curious what you think of Keyforge. Because to me, Keyforge kind of turns everything on its head. Because it's not about dealing damage. It's about controlling keys and things like that. But you still have the fighty aspects and stuff like that. I mean, to me, that's what makes that game great. Because it, it takes the paradigm of what you expect every game to be. And, like, turns it on its head. Because it's not about what you think it's about. Even though there's plenty of fighting, killing, and doing all this other stuff. I think you'd love the combos. I think you'd love the card play. I think you'd get over the fact that you're not constructing your own deck and maybe learn to love dealing with what you have to deal with. I'm I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. I mean, I think I'll enjoy it and it's fine, but like I do think constructed decks are the sweet spot because I enjoy the meta as much as actually playing, right? Like part of the fun of champions is like solving and finding the combos to pull together and it's not it's like oh this new card came out like what deck can i slot that in like that's a big enjoyment of this game for me sure and that's just not a part of keyforge by design right and there's nothing wrong with that like that is just that's that game right um i think the meta is the chase in that one as much as anything it's like oh i really like this i hope i get a deck or let me buy or trade for a deck that has that which again is not going to be everybody's cup of tea for sure. But I, I mean, think that's exactly what I don't want out of a card game meta, though. Is well, to but trade like or I bought for my favorite deck, like my favorite deck that I won a tournament at Gen Con with, I bought for 15 bucks online and normal decks 10 bucks, right? Like you can search for whatever you want online. Like, like there's like decks of Keyforge is a site that literally has like, yeah, I, you, I think you say, that's I want fine. Two copies of this in the deck and like, and I want these three houses or whatever. And like you search and like, then you can look through all the decks that have that. 
Yeah, so, I, I guess that's just not like generally on paper as exciting to me, like yeah. as a meta thing, like as a business model. Like I think one of the coolest things of the whole LCG thing that kind of sold me on it was uh, like being able to go to a like local play group or whatever, like just playing with anyone. Right. Yeah. And seeing cool things that they do and then being able to actually just like replicate that yourself at yeah. home. You definitely you don't own everything. Yep. I think that's like really fun, right? Like people come to our stream, see decks and stuff that we play and like they may not take our whole deck, but they might be like, oh, that was a really neat combo, you know, that I didn't think of. Right. Yeah. Um, and I can just go and do that. Uh, and then playing yeah. people net deck. And I think that's fun. But I, I also enjoy the exploration part. Yeah. Now, I mean, the one thing I'll say is Keyforge co-op was fine and it wasn't great for sure. I think it was better solo not as great for co-op. The second one was much better. The Kraken one, Key Kraken one was terrible. Cooperative. It was fine solo. Do you like but it less than, than Sky Terror? I mean, Sky Terror, like the thing that brings me back to Sky Terror is that you have so many villain combinations. There's like a million things you can do with that game. I, I think it's, Keyforge is suffering from the same thing Ashes is right now, which is there's one villain to fight against. And... Like, yes, there's two decks of enemies that you'll play against, but they also don't seem different enough to me to care. Like, I couldn't tell you what one does better than the other one. I Yeah, I could. That's a lie. But, I mean, it's not, it's it's more subtle than overt in my mind. Whereas I feel like the differences in the Sky Terror enemy decks are more substantial. And the villains themselves, like, there are just so many more of them. And they feel different from each other. Yeah, I, I think that's rooted in um, the fact that Sky Terror is designed ground up for solo co-op. I think one of the restrictions that Ashes still has is that they don't want to piss off their PvP community. So that expansion has, I think, more player cards in that pack than or just as many player cards, right? Like you get an entire deck. You get one deck and you uh, get like three or four heroes, although some of them are repeats for sure. Well, plus plus signature cards for heroes too. Right? Well, right. Those I heroes. mean, it's just three cards for each hero, so you basically have one deck. Well, I mean, they're 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 net new. They're net new signature cards for heroes that you already own. If you own wait, are they collection. are they different from the heroes Which is themselves? What, they're the same heroes, but you get a totally new set of signature oh. cards. Okay, for those heroes I that do. come in. So, like, so like you can actually swap them, right, or mix them. Like, you could say, I want two copies of this card from the old thing and one copy of the new one. Could you put all six in? Like as the, you can't put all six in. Oh, so it's only max three, three. I think. Okay. Yeah, it's max three. Um, so I think there's that. And so that's what they're using to appeal to the PVP thing that I think like Sky Terror, I guess Sky Terror kind of has like the portal, whatever stuff and things, yeah, I but no it, interest in playing that PVP. I, I think they have leaned a lot yeah. more into this scenario. And so they've benefited from like a more traditional core set thing. And I don't think Ashes Reborn has, I think they have to straddle the line a little more, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, good news is I, I feel like Keyforge has committed now. I mean, especially like they took all this stuff to Gen Con and they sold out like pretty quickly. Um, with but the, like the they PVE didn't commit stuff. on the game found page. Like for well, they didn't commit to anything set. on the game found page. Like they were very wishy washy because they didn't know how it'd go. But I, I mean, it went very well. So I imagine that that they're going to continue doing quite a bit of Keyforge. 
So, but Keyforge, I believe they're at least somewhat committed to solo co-op, if I had to guess. Ashes Reborn seems to be as well, and then Skyter Horde. So that's a couple options. So I'm assuming for you, it's Ashes. As far as if over Sky Terror, one of these games, yeah, it's going to be Ashes. I, I I think it really depends on what you're looking for. I don't know if it's like one or the other, right? Like okay. I think if you want a game that maybe is more different from Champions, uh, but you know, again, Ashes has the same set of like you are beating down a boss. Like I feel yep. like they both are, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the turn stuff is just very different kind of playing. Yep. And so if you're looking for a different kind of puzzle that maybe is a less traditional card game and has probably deeper deck construction in my opinion than champions um, because you wanted more of that i think maybe ashes is worth a look but if you want something that is different maybe has a little more inconsistency in how you're drawing cards so you get a lot more replayability out of a specific deck but you will feel at home with all the kind of other card mechanics but you really enjoy that tactical feel i think sky terror is like a great game in that sense yeah, I'm definitely leaning Sky Terror in this. I'm I'm still having fun playing Ashes, but again, I'm starting to get tired of fighting against the same boss over and over. But I mean, that's a matter of time as well. We know that. Have you have you mixed the the aspect decks for the Chimera? What do you mean, shuffled them together? You're, well, you can you can basically hand pick an 18 card deck out yeah. of all the aspects that are available to you in theory. I mean, I have not done that for sure. I just switch them out. I use one or the other. But it's fine. I mean, like I said, I, I'm still having fun with it. I am having fun exploring it. I just, for me, it's still Sky Terror. I, you know me, though. I like simpler, faster games, and deck construction isn't important to me. I'll play pre-cons all day. I mean, that's what I'm doing for both of the games anyway. But I don't feel like I I have no desire to deck build for either of the games at this point. Actually, I have more interest in deck building for Sky Terror. Because uh, I feel like is actually interesting how you have to do it. Now, you've probably done it. I haven't done it yet for Sky Terror, but I feel like it's at least a little interesting because it's, it's all based on your castle, right? Like, I, I feel like every time, like, I feel like my problem with, like, so the Sky Terror has a much more restrictive deck construction thing um, yep. with the colors and stuff you can pull in. I feel like the thing that, like, makes me sad, which is maybe a boon for you, is just, like, I'll play car. I've played all the pre-cons, and I'll think about it. Oh, like, it'd be neat to mix these two things together. And more often than not, I can't put those things together. And that makes me sad. Oh, okay. Like, I'll be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could, like, put weapons on, like, the blue people who can heal, right? You well, know, and yeah, it's just like, oh, turns out you can't mix those. Or just like, yeah. oh, wouldn't it be cool if you mix could... And yellow and green don't mix. But, but Yeah, and it's just like, I feel like, like, the things that don't mix oftentimes are, like, the natural combos you would actually think of from playing the game. And every time it's just like, oh, yeah, you can't mix those together. Now, I like, will say in the regular Sky Terror game, they did eventually start mixing those factions. So at some point, you'll probably get some of what you want. Because all they have to do is put out another castle, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, they have, a they red just have different castles that allows green or whatever. Yeah, because the, all the deck building, and that's what's interesting, is on the back of like the castle you play. So that also gives you a special power for the turn. And it basically tells you how you can deck build. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I actually find that uh, Sky Terror is more restrictive, but also has felt harder to deck build for. If that makes sense. Well, it's harder in the sense that, like, I think it's hard to find inspiration for deck building. I think if you're looking at deck construction from a Marvel Champions lens, Ashes probably feels a little more at home for you because I think like how you approach deck building and 
ashes of course can be different or you can do whatever you don't have to include your signature stuff but i think the fact that you have a little more grounding even though the rules are more open the fact that you can look at your phoenix born see what they do look at their signature cards you probably want to use them the first time you go around building a deck for them and kind of see like what that phoenix born does gives you a little more guidance and i feel like like you said in the podcast like like, there's a huge difference between phoenix born i mean oh 100 one signature ability and they have like three cards and that's it. And the rest, you can literally build one deck and play it with all the different Phoenix born. Yeah. But like those signature cards are like silver snake for man and Viper. Like she's the only one that has that. So like you want to build stuff around status effects. Uh, because I guess, she but I, that, I feel right? like not everybody's signatures are that interesting. Maybe that's or, or like, or like, like these are like these Phoenix born I'm talking about are literally in the master set. Like, like, the core set. I don't know where you're yeah. starting from. Um, well, I don't know what I'm grabbing from either, honestly, because Mike just has a bunch of decks in the thing, and I'm just looking to use. I, I, I think um, I think you should time. you should look up um, the hero, the Phoenix Born from the Master Set, and play those first like six or whatever, because I think they feel very different in their precons. Well, I did play a couple of games with just the ones from the expansion, right? Because I was like, okay, let me just start with those heroes so i did play three or four games with those just that one deck over and over so half of my games are probably just with that one deck just with different heroes because that deck like i said it comes with four heroes or something and i didn't play all four of them i played like three of them i think so yeah about a little less than half my games are played with just that starting deck i would definitely recommend looking up because it's in the rulebook, actually, like the Ashes Reborn rulebook, not the, 1. the one from Red Reigns. Yeah, the 1.5 book. If you look at the back, it shows all the heroes that come with that. Yep. I would play those precons because I think they do feel different. And uh, anyways, like I do think the fact that like they give you a little more leaning. I agree with you from the pod that the castles feel very weak in like what to deck build around. Like their abilities tend to not be. Like they're there, like the mutagen one that that allows you mutagen or whatever. Like it's there, but it it doesn't feel like super. Like it feels like the cards actually in that that you know faction are more interesting than the castle themselves. Well, the castle I most of the time just use to draw a card. Um, if anything, um, I usually well the other castle doesn't even do that, right? Like yeah. in each faction, only one of them allows you to draw cards. Uh, but just like it, it, fe- it, it it just feels like some castles are actually have that, but like it's not a general thing, like. I almost don't care what the castle's ability is most of the time so far. And when I've done deck construction in Sky Terror, right. so that's where I find it's a little harder to do deck construction. Yes, you're looking at less cards, but like it doesn't point you in a direction. I think that oftentimes like Marvel does with like, I pick this hero and I kind of try to build a thing around what it's trying to do. See, to some degree, I like that better though, because then I can just try whatever I want and try a bunch of different stuff. Now, but I think you're right also. The RNG is so prevalent in that game that, like, even the choice to me of, like, which two heroes to include out of the three that I have for in Sky Terror, like, like, I sit there and I look at those and I'm like, okay, this game I want to try these heroes and this game. I want. But there's no guarantee I get any of the heroes drawn, right? So, like. Yeah, which, which is funny when you compare it to Ashes because it's, like, really the complete opposite when you get the first five. Where you yeah, really which, take I mean, your starting to me hand. is also another negative, but uh, that's. That's another story for another day. Like for me, the first turn, like I feel like 
not only is the villain the same every time, but I'm going to have the first same five cards. So my first turn is going to be not identical. Obviously, you still have to deal with what they put out. But like, I mean, the first five usually seems pretty obvious to me. And because I don't, really I don't build up cards. And I like, don't know if it it is always obvious, but like it's something like sequencing and stuff matters. Like I definitely change up my first five from game to game. But I feel uh, like you're thought- gonna, for the most part play the same first five and for the most part you're going to play them in the same order like yes it'll be affected by what the villain's doing of course but i don't know like for me talk about like too formulaic like i like the chaos though that's why i like something like keyforge where i'm given a deck and i have to play it better than the other person like i like the playing whereas i feel like you like the constructing as much as the playing i mean i, I guess that for me ashes does both it is both the playing and the constructing every time i play ashes i am learning stuff because i am not good at it yet and i'm constantly making mistakes of like sequencing and like what to play and when and uh, like the chimera will do a thing i'm just like crap i should have done that other thing instead where i was like thinking about two things and i pick one thing now you're probably and... playing much higher levels than i am as well because i'm still for the most part playing the starter stuff I mean, not that it's that um, much different. I mean, it's just way harder, right? Because you have much, you have more cards out that you have to deal with every turn. And so I'm yeah. still playing like the basic low level stuff for the most part. I mean, they're not that much different. It's like one extra card and a couple extra life, but I'm sure that ramps up the pressure. Uh, whereas I just want to explore the decks right now and I'll figure later I'll ramp up the difficulty. Yeah. One here I had, I think I won with like two health or something in a game. So it was like pretty close. Like I could have gotten one shot at any point. If like I rolled bad, badly, I feel like they're all pretty close. I don't know. My games have been, which is good. I mean, well tuned, right? Yep. Cool. All right. Well, if you like this kind of discussion, this is <laughs> CCG, uh, CCG years or whatever it's, we're going to call it. Are, are you committing? Is it happening? I mean, no, like I want to hear what people have to say as well. Like, do you want to see us play these games like that we just talked about tonight? You know, we could probably play both of them in one night because they're both fairly straightforward and fairly quick as long as they have mods on TTS. I know Ashes definitely does. Chaos Theory from the Marvel Champions community maintains the Ashes one and he put up all the Red Rain stuff on it already. Cool. And I'm I know Sky Terror Horde has it as well. I'm curious about co-op now that I think about it. Do you both deck build from the same restriction are you talking about sky terror sky terror you pick a castle but only play one castle that's right castle but only one castle actually is in play yeah it's kind of janky actually i mean not really because the the castles really just tell you the deck building because as we said the powers aren't that interesting so for me it's just the deck building part of it from the castles but again i also have a deck build but anyway let us know what you think (laughs) it's Almost one o'clock in the morning here. I don't know that my son has gone up to bed yet, so I'm going to go take care of that. Cool. Have a good weekend, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.